0: Listen up, it's the Speakeasy with Annie Madden and Carla Trellor. Conversations in the margins.
1: A comfortable space for uncomfortable topics. Annie, Speakeasy. Speakeasy time. I've just been called quiet, so I'm going to bust that wide open. (laughs) I think
0: soft was the word that was used.
1: (laughs) Still, it's not right.
2: (laughs) So here we are today. Yeah, a wonderful guest, excellent guest today. Someone we really should have had in the studio well before now, but we're lucky to have her here today. Jules Kim, who's the CEO of Scarlet Alliance, which, uh, for those who don't know, is the national peak body for sex worker organisations in Australia, and I think um, probably fair to say as well is an organisation that really sort of pursues um, sort of equity and justice for workers in the sex industry. Um, so welcome, Jules. Really Thank great so to hard. have you. Yay.
1: So we wanted to start with um, busting some myths. Ooh, so what's the biggest yeah, <laughs> yeah. The biggest myth or most common myth you see about sex work portrayed in media, movies, TV? What do you reckon? Yeah, look, there's so many.
0: Um, but I, I guess, you know, uh, broadly speaking, there seems to be this kind of either... A dichotomy of um, you know the happy hooker and you know making lots of money loving your job every minute of every day um, you know and it's all glitz and glam mm. or if it's not that then you know you're forced to are to your traffic trafficked, yeah. you know or yeah that's mm. right or you're desperate or you've yeah. been murdered and subject to violence <laughs> every day you yeah. know um, so it's kind of um, it's it's always one or the other and the reality mm. is for most of us it's, it's work you know and yeah. you have your good day you've got yeah. your bad days you've got your good clients you've got your bad clients yeah. you know and yeah. uh, but i think that there's this kind of thing of like well if you are having a bad day then there's something really wrong about yeah. sex work or that you're being exploited um rather than kind of seeing it as a as an occupational issue yeah, um, yeah.
1: The, the and normal have. to have a not right. great day yeah, yeah. not that today's not a great day yeah. today's a great day
2: <laughs> 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 but it's so it's so true isn't it you know you think I uh, and well, My sense of it a little bit with the media and films and stuff would be that there has been a little bit more of an investment in that um, high end, glitzy stuff sure. over the last few. Would that be right? Am I right thinking yeah. that, that Look, that's think come would, up a bit more than it perhaps might have? Went, you know, the yeah. high end
1: Absolutely. escort. You know,
2: with you know lots no, of money. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, exactly.
0: I think you're right because yeah. I think that it's in a way. There was even a
2: Netflix, um, right, series, right, right, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. So it's yeah. kind of almost like they think they're destigmatizing sex Right. Work by I was going to ask that. Is that yeah. what do you think the yeah. motivation is? Behind Absolutely. These, right? And, and yeah. they think that that's kind of like. Like um, somehow, um, you know, busting myths about sex work when, yeah. in yeah. fact, it's creating a whole nother another set of myths. stereotype. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were probably yeah. equally problematic in yeah. its own way.
2: Yeah, yeah, cool. So, okay, with that sort of said, Jules about those kind of stereotypes and those sorts of issues, can you tell us a little bit about Scarlet and what it kind of does or tries to do around sex, sex work and rights of sex workers mm-hmm. and, you know, what
0: its objectives are, what it does as an organisation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, as you said, you know, so we're the National Peak Organisation, so yeah. we're um, the uh, Australian Sex Workers Association. Yeah. Um, and so we work towards um, economic, political, social civil justice for sex workers yeah. so yeah. that they can be self-determining agents, okay. choose their own alliances and choose who and how they work, Right? Uh, who with and and how they work, and, um, you know, for past and present sex workers. We're um, 100% peer at all levels. Okay. So um, even our volunteers and our student placements <laughs> have to be peer. Okay.
2: Um, cool.
0: So from, uh, you know, our leadership uh, management yeah. to um, all staff, all um, staff. It's an important part of our identity as well because mm-hmm. I'm showing that um, that it is, you know, as sex workers that we can, uh, you know, that we're the best... Um, we're the experts in our own lives, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, and yep. um, the best place to speak yep. about our issues. Yep. Um, and so that's a really important yeah. part of who we mm-hmm. are. Um, we do representation, advocacy at all levels okay. um, this year. We just got uh, chosen as the um, NGO delegate for the UN... Uh, program committee board wow. um, so that was is really that a exciting. first yeah it oh, was, it was really? super exciting and what does so, that mean yeah. well it's it's the governing body of unaids so it's um on, on, oh on that's that.
2: the pc but is that referred that's to as the pcb, PCB that's the right program yeah.
0: coordinating board Thank yeah you. that's now right I, yeah. i've heard of it over yeah. the years i just put it together yeah understand. so mm-hmm. that was really exciting and yeah. that wasn't without its controversy as well in um december so mm-hmm. i had to go to geneva um, and was told that you know, so went through a very extensive process, and so Scarlet Alliance was chosen as, as one of two representatives from the Asia Pacific region oh, yeah. for and civil
2: society generally, yes. or sex workers personally. Se. No,
0: just civil society generally. Wow, that's so, huge. Yeah, which which was really yeah. massive, and I was just told that it would go right. in December, and it was just a matter of just getting approved by the the member states and the co-sponsors. So, it was expecting it to be a a, a pretty straightforward thing. Mm. Um, And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Somebody lied. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think usually it's a straightforward thing. But usually, you know, it's usually not for hookers and, (laughs) you know, sex workers. And also, and then it was like the the controversy, the fact that we were from Australia as well. So, So what's seen
2: as kind of coming from a more inverted commas privilege kind of
0: right right and 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 can we represent the asia pacific region Mm -hmm. you know Um, sort of low
2: and middle income countries and that sort of would you know what those issues are about yeah is that the kind of thing you get? yeah i think
0: yeah definitely i think Mm -hmm. that that's definitely and you know is australia really part of the asia pacific region Uh, you know of course of course yeah yeah, so there's a a whole bunch of things at play which i think was also exacerbated by the fact that we're uh you know, unashamedly sex worker organisation, you know, and, um, So, yeah, it was um, interesting. Some resistance came up from the member states um, sort of asking who applied, what are their credentials, who got refused, Uh, how did they, you know. like And and I think um, the issue there was as well that, you know, the selection of the PCB Mm. is supposed to be done by civil society and to actually have member states questioning civil society processes is a problem in itself, Mm. you know. So Um,
2: is the PCB made up predominantly of civil society representatives? is that what you're saying or is it a mixture of people has a certain number of
0: right yeah so um, in the um there's an ECOSOC resolution that like happened at a time when you know they realized that actually all the effective um HIV and AIDS responses were actually coming from the community right so in recognition of that um it was this unprecedented move in the United Nations to Mm -hmm. give seats in that governing body to civil society so there's um Five seats, um, and then five alternate seats, right. and they have to be a mix of um, you know high, low um, income, you. and only two from um, developed countries, okay. and yeah. so you know it's a yeah. whole it's ensuring so that there's that process. balance, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and two from each region, yeah, um, and okay. then the rest is made up from member states, so the countries that have a seat on, um, and, and that rotates, okay, and um, and then the rest of and then there's a seat held by the co-sponsors, which is like WHO, ILO, okay. UN. UNFPA, okay. And
2: cetera. it basically oversees funding and programs in HIV-AIDS. Yep. Yep. Right? Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and strategy, strategic direction.
0: Exciting. Yeah, it is Very really nice. exciting. But it was a, a pretty overwhelming start in this, like, you know, like yeah. really um, sort of, intimidating room yeah. and then it's sort of like, you know, it's hard not to take that personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, I really am. I'm a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I was like standing idea. there going, okay, I'm not going to cry. You know, I'm just going to be there and plead my case and yeah. actually be very well spoken and, yeah. you know, uh, and justify why we're here. And um, it obviously worked. Yeah, it worked, it? yeah. <laughs> oh, but look, you know, yeah. I think it, it's a broader issue as well and it was and I think it just was heightened because of this, but a broader issue of shrinking civil society spaces yeah. and about um, conservatism of um, particularly towards key populations okay. that is happening kind of globally okay. and um, you know delegitimising the spaces that are okay. occupied by civil society. So right. I think it's a kind of a, a broader issue um, that is has just been parked. And mm. it's
2: interesting that civil society term, isn't it? Because um, I'm not sure for our listeners, you know, some of Whom work at that more international level will be quite familiar with that term, probably. But if you're only working sort of at a domestic level Mm -hmm. in Australia, particularly, you may not have really heard of that term. But it sort of really denotes outside of government, right? Really, doesn't it? It's as broad as that, really. Yeah, yeah. sort of NGO, yeah. But yeah, yeah. and so in terms of your representative role, you're there to speak. not on behalf of but represent issues for a broad range of affected communities is that right so there'll need to be consultation
0: in what you do and all of that exactly yeah Um, so i'm sort of connected to the asia pacific forum um, as well Um, and at the moment um, i've been the chair of the asia pacific network of sex workers for the last six years so hang on so good grounding for that that. yeah since 2016, what's that now? Three, Three years. years. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it goes you know, fast. Just, you know, <laughs> feels the feels like this. time <laughs> is just lost. <laughs> well, so one of you, the um,
1: the things I've been so impressed in working with Scarlet Alliance is your fluency in explaining the huge range of complications and variations in the uh, legal yeah. and regulatory status mm. of sex work across the Australian jurisdictions can't even imagine how um, complicated <laughs> it gets for Asia Pacific let alone <laughs> the world but you know why why is the legal and regulatory status so important for the everyday lives of sex workers what's the importance there
0: yeah look it's it's is an incredibly complex system of laws um, that affects sex workers and it is also Okay. As you know, I mean, it's um, the ways in which those laws are policed um, mm-hmm. often affect the most marginalised communities, um, you know, and, and it is really problematic and really hard to navigate because you have different laws in the different states and territories, and then you've got different laws for the different types of sex work.
1: Right. So there's different
0: mm-hmm. laws for escorts and street-based sex workers, brothel workers, massage mm-hmm. workers. Mm-hmm. Then you've got different laws that govern STIs and blood-borne viruses and sex work. Yeah. Then you've got, you know, the the federal laws that impact on sex workers like taxation, immigration, anti-trafficking laws. So it does...
2: (laughs) I'm
1: tired.
2: I mean, ordinary sex workers, I mean, wow, it must be really kind of hard to keep, it. you know, just on top of all of this stuff in terms of what you need to know to just do your job. So
0: true. And it's it's like particularly... It's And, you know, that's one of the jobs that we've, you know, uh, take on as Mm. well in terms of interpreting the law um, and being able to, uh, you know, provide um, support for sex workers and advocacy for sex workers because, you know, it is very complex... A lot of the times, if it's somebody's English is a second language, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we ha- had a case recently where somebody was um, had moved from Sydney to Canberra. I didn't think they'd crossed a the state border, oh. so had no clue they were actually breaking the law yes. because oh. you know they thought yeah. they were actually Just subject to the same, same laws. laws. Yeah, and um, you know, so they were very openly advertising that they were working with a friend, and in Canberra you can't do that. Right, you yeah. have to work alone. Right, so obviously they get. The up by the police in the media it's like brothel madam you know Asian yeah. brothel madam yeah. and in yeah. fact you know yeah. it was just a woman who yeah. was working with her friend not realising that she'd yeah. broken just the law by crossing this invisible understandable mistake yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah and so um in when you say sort of Scarlet helps interpret those sorts of things does that include like um you know, like resources or what yep. yep. do you like have
0: legal guides or something? Yep. How do you, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So we've got um, on our website because it is also a rapidly changing space. Yeah, yeah. I bet. That's why I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. how do you,
2: how do you go about
0: doing that for yeah, people? Yeah, so it's like, um, so we do, uh, we have it's had hard resources, resource, but so yeah, yeah you, okay. I think it, you know, being uh, the ability to kind of connect online as well means yeah. that we can update those laws as changes happen. Yeah. Um, Recently, we did have a very positive change in the ACT right. where they repealed the um, laws against, um, well, because in the ACT you couldn't be or see a sex worker if you were living with HIV okay. and that's been repealed now So, okay. um, and that was just in August last year Right. as well as registration for individual sex workers and those registration records would be on your record for life. Wow. You know, and even after you die. Yeah. So you could never get those removed. Moved. And it doesn't provide any benefit, but to no. kind of mark you yeah, with exactly. stigma and discrimination exactly. for the rest of your life. So ah. that was really great. Um, and yeah. now we've been um, advocating um, with uh, Mr. Rattenbury, who... Yeah. Uh, you know, brought Is in the Justice those ACT, Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's right. Um, and uh, to um, to actually kind of enact that retroactively, so that we can get those registrations that were there previously removed. Yeah, right.
2: right. So speaking of positive changes, Jules. Um, you know, like I'm aware from working in the area over years that you know I've heard Scarlett talk about you know models in other countries that are seen as more or less positive or whatever. You know, New Zealand. Sweden, perhaps, you know, as examples of either end. Um, is there a kind of particular model of decrement or, you know, regulation that Scarlett? would say, you know, this is what we really support Mm, or think would be uh, a good way for Australia to go or the jurisdictions to go.
0: Absolutely. And it doesn't exist in the world. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not surprised you said that. (laughs) Technically, there's only two places in the world that um, decriminalise sex work. New South Wales was the first um and interestingly the decriminal it was decriminalized first for street based sex workers uh-huh. but then that part was repealed so when uh, the industry became decriminalized uh, there are you know, have some pretty heavy restrictions that are functionally unworkable mm. for street-based sex workers. In New Zealand, which is often held up as a model yeah. of decriminalisation, yeah. they um, have um, it's decriminalised not for migrant sex workers, so oh. it's actually still illegal for migrant sex workers, yeah. which is obviously um, what we don't see yeah. as full decriminalisation. Yeah. Um, so in South Australia, there's a currently a bill before Parliament that um, sex workers scarlet alliance and sin which is the south australia peer uh, member organization of scarlet Mm -hmm. alliance Mm -hmm. um, have been advocating for and that fully decriminalizes sex work there's spent convictions so that um, it means that if you have a charge just for sex work that gets expunged Mm -hmm. from your record Mm -hmm. anti-discrimination provisions which we don't have in new south wales Mm -hmm. which is great and it fully decriminalizes sex work and I think the important thing that to That means, recognise. like, all
2: types of sex work. Exactly. It's street-based, street-based all of it. Yeah, yep. okay.
0: exactly. But I think, you know, the large opposition... Uh, and it was interesting because there was a poll um, done by the Adelaide newspaper and there was an incredible amount of support for decriminalisation. Mm-hmm. But the reticence that people had was, like, will then people will pop up next door and mm. people will be standing on suburban streets mm. Mm. and you know for a start that's an incredibly poor model mm. business model for sex workers yeah. standing around <laughs> on suburban streets <laughs> right and uh, you know and then they're like oh, and then there's going to be you know like billboards for anal sex oh. and it's like well you know just because you're a sex worker doesn't mean that you're yeah. above the law right. it just uh-huh. means you know or that yeah. actually advertising standards don't apply to it. you, you know? <laughs> All of a sudden it means that sex work's decriminalised. We yeah, can do whatever we large. want, you know. there are people with impunity because we're sex workers. You know? so all it means is that it's no longer in the yeah. criminal code. Police yeah. are no longer the regulators. Yeah. And yeah. it means that we can access industrial rights mechanisms. Mm, right. We get occupational health and safety yeah. standards. And um, you know, labour standards. Yeah. Um, just that like are afforded any, other, any other worker. Yeah. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. that, again, that's mm.
1: one of the great things I've, I've learned about. Uh, I've learnt working with Scarlet Alliance is the importance of the work in yeah. sex work, and, and less mm. so about the sex in sex work. Right. Why is it so important to, to emphasise the work? Yeah, I think that that's the the thing as well. It's it, it is so
0: important for us that it is recognised as work because it then means that if somebody has a a violation of their labour rights or poor working conditions, then they are then able to Mm. get redress to those uh, working conditions Mm. or whatever it might be in, in you know, uh, whether it's like, you know, uh, pay issues with their pay or issues with their work conditions or problems mm-hmm. with the client, it means then they're able to get um, redress for those issues rather than being rescued or rather than it being seen as sex work being a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I think that that's the the main issue is that like, you know, there's this expectation of if we're not 100% happy every minute of every day, then mm-hmm. we're exploited yeah. or then we're forced yeah. or you know and and that's that's not the case obviously as like all work um you know there are some you know issues and workplace Mm. issues that sex Mm. workers face and like all other workers Mm. we should have avenues to be able to address those
2: Mm. absolutely i mean it's one of those issues you do hear quite a bit about in sort of you know global debates and stuff around feminism and stuff is this whole issue Mm. of you know sex worker rights and who's you know whether people are really, you know, can they give consent right, to be, right. you know, censor, yeah. All
1: sex sort of workers? Or sex work is exploitation. Yeah, right, a very exactly, right. radical line. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's um, there's, there's this kind of, uh, and again, it's always in these extremes. And I think the understanding of it as work places it yeah. positions it. it you know in, in actual fact it's not it's not you know all of its exploitation or mm. it's like none of it is exploitation That's right. you know it's it you know we, we can't have the those... potentials
2: there like it is in any work exactly. situation exactly For yeah. it to be exploitative but it's
0: not necessarily that it depends on how right and i goes. think it's really yeah. dangerous when they get when you get into that frame mm. of like you can't consent yeah. to sex work yeah. because it's sort of like and, and i you know really question the when they say that it comes from a feminist yeah, perspective, yeah. because, you know, real feminists don't deny the agency of other okay. women, right? Yeah. And, and exactly. the fact, you know, it's, yeah. sort it's of always like, struck me as
2: strange that, yeah, that
0: right? Yeah. I agree. And, um, but then it's sort of like, then, you know, um, it creates a problem because if a sex worker wants to make a complaint about sexual assault yeah. you know where does how does that fit into that paradigm because exactly. you know we're in yep. either a permanent state of consent or mm. we can never consent yeah. Mm, yeah. you know and everything
1: and is sexual assault Right. right. yeah that's right. Right.
0: yeah which is a real problem for um sex workers and yeah. i think it creates a really stigmatizing and problematic narrative and you
2: really hear it it really sort of seems to kind of come to a bit of a crescendo when talking about migrant sex workers right. and trafficking yeah. issues, doesn't it? That's where you Absolutely. sort of – it really seems to play out. at, a And the conflation
1: of those yeah, two things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: it is. I mean, that's a, a major issue. And it, and I think, you know, it, it added to those issues of, like, you know, um, I think gender stereotypes, yeah. you know, then you get the racial stereotypes in yeah. play as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that gets imposed on um, Asian sex workers in the Australian context, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's sort of like this perception of this – you know poor submissive asian mm-hmm. female yeah, that doesn't you. have agency yep. and yeah. can't consent and yeah. must be tricked and must be forced yeah, but yeah. I, and, and also I, I sort of like speaking to people it seems like they can't imagine choosing to sex work themselves so oh, therefore they can't understand anyone it's a choice making for anybody that choice. and yeah. the, we
2: see that play out with other things right. you know drug use you know a bit that's absolutely of, you know how could someone possibly do that to themselves because I wouldn't choose to do that myself yet. So yeah so I, I hear you on that um so um in talking about those issues you know it really sort of highlights I think for me just the important role that Scarlett plays in helping to really sort of understand and unpack the issues a bit and um as someone who spends time you know doing my PhD in that at the centre I am aware that Scarlett has been working with the Centre for Social Research and Health yeah. on some research around sex work and stigma issues and Um, So do you want to tell us and maybe you and Carla maybe talk a little bit about that research because one of the things we talk about on Speakeasy is research and, you know, sort of research into policy and practice and those Mm -hmm. kinds of issues. So, yeah, what's that research about and how does it sort of play out on these issues for sex workers' lives? Well, first
0: of all, it's been really fantastic working with Carla and her team. Right back Mm -hmm. at (laughs) (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, sex workers have a very fraught relationship with researchers. Yeah, And there has been a a lot of, um, you know... Like um, over-researched, is it? Or under-researched in both? (laughs) (laughs) Over-researched (laughs) in stuff that's not so useful for us, maybe. And um, also, like, I I guess used in in ways um, by researchers too, Mm. like Mm. instead of being a meaningful partnership in research. And that's where this has been really different because there has been a process throughout. Or, you know, and Annie, you'd be very familiar with this either it would just be like consulting one person Mm -hmm. and thinking therefore that you've then consulted consulted the community yeah Yeah. so um, and and this has been a really Mm. great process because Mm -hmm. at every stage there has been sex worker consultation and we've had you know broad consultation and even in the development of the instrument the survey yep. instrument mm-hmm. we um, had done a qualitative research to kind of then draw right. out what mm-hmm. the questions will Great. be for Great. the survey instrument nice. and what are the key issues yeah because it is such a, a, a major issue um, um, yeah. stigma complex and, and um, layered and absolutely yep. mm. and and for um, Sex workers and, and, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was interesting in the other stigma indicators, you know, sex workers and drug users, even though we're seeing a decline in stigma for some communities,
1: certainly not for our house, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, this project came out of that stigma indicators work and I think we decided really early on. Um, it wasn't it just wasn't enough to go and plonk those indicators um on a survey mm-hmm. for sex workers um it, it really wouldn't cut the mustard mm-hmm. there's lots of other things people want to have their say on and mm-hmm. that qualitative work really allowed us to open up the issues mm-hmm. so do you want to talk a, a bit about you know what are mm-hmm. the key concerns around stigma for, for sex sure. workers in in relation mm-hmm. to sex work and in other parts of their lives
0: yeah absolutely i mean it's um it, it was really i think <laughs> It was really interesting and also kind of very heartbreaking to a lot of Mm. the stories that people were telling. Because we know, I mean, you know, we all know that sex workers experience stigma and discrimination, but when you actually hear the stories Mm. and hear, you know, um, the ways in which it impacts people's daily lives at every level, it's um, really... yeah, just a, incredibly um, disheartening. Yeah. So I think mm. this is why it's so important to kind of draw attention to that because people just imagine, oh yeah, sex workers experience stigma, yeah. but don't yep. really understand what that what means, that means. Yeah, I'm you know, agree. and that mm. just it's like in their daily interactions mm. from their partner, mm. from mm. their you know, uh, like the, in terms of children, mm. you know, um, and you know, having very, uh, uh, I guess, tenuous. Um, rights Mm. to being a parent because that can get taken away from them at any time Mm. because the fact that they're a sex worker gets used against them as therefore meaning that they are a bad parent and that routinely happens in court so that you know it's sort of like uh, this really um you know, something that it's it's an incredibly stressful experience right. for parents. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having to kind of conceal that. Yeah. You know, a in terms of stress, would constant. You just
2: be constantly worried yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and in terms of like, you know, getting loans from banks, even yeah. though you're paying your taxes yeah. and you, you can show yeah. your income, but like you know, not being recognised, or actually, you know, there's been people that when it's been found out that they were sex workers, they have had their bank accounts closed because they have morality clauses. And I mean, it's
2: so ironic, isn't it? I've always found that sort of really interesting, that the sort of irony <laughs> yeah, right. of they'll nail sex workers around tax issues, but you're not legitimate <laughs> in any other, you know, and yeah, you're legitimate yeah. when it comes to the ATO, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah right. We can take yeah, like... absolutely. I mean, and then there's, there's yeah. people
0: that have actually paid tax and then had that bite them in their ass as yeah, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, I mean, you know, the Trying irony of Trying to do and the, and the right banks, thing in inverted commas, yeah, right? yeah. having morality yeah. causes as well, right. Yeah, yeah. Hello, pot.
1: One of the the, um, uh, stories that really um, affected me because I I hadn't really thought about it before was um, not everybody, but some people talking about the stupid life administration thing. I think someone was trying to renew their ABN Mm -hmm. or something like that and trying to decide what work category they fit into. Mm -hmm. And um, sort of like the internalised monologue that goes behind this, like I don't have a legitimate category And then, why can't I just renew my ABN? Yeah. Everyone else can do it. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really
2: You know really what powerful. that goes to, I think, too, Carla, is just that what Jules, I think, was sort of getting at it just before, that really the insidious nature mm. of stigma. It's it's not only very sticky and kind of gets on everybody around you and sort of, mm. you know, inverted commas, contaminates everything around you and you can't get it off you type thing, mm. but it's a very degrading, chippy-away type, you know, yeah. sort of, to use a technical term but you know it really does chip away at you as a person and Mm. your self-esteem and your sense of self-worth and it happens through those forms and bureaucracy and processes that stare back at you off the page to say you aren't good enough you know we've judged you as Mm. not good enough in society you know and it's it's, that's why stigma is so you know Mm. bad for people in many ways you know beyond the Biggest stigma word, yeah. If, right, if the, right? Yeah, and yeah. that is
0: so true. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing that we, uh, you know, saw in the research was that you know a, a how how the ways in which sex workers navigate stigma, yeah. and they navigate stigma by avoiding. You know yeah. where, avoiding those situations yeah. where they know that they're going to be subject to stigma yeah. you know and so um it's and it's, then there's a whole
2: lot of implications presumably of course, for doing yeah, course, that you know, course, you know? And it's that things awesome, you can't do in life mod, achieve mod, mod, in life you yep, know, be yep. whatever uh, yeah. you know
0: it's that sort of you know intrinsic human mm. right to participate yeah. to have citizenship yeah. you know um and yeah. and actually you know, access to justice, all those things are just cut off from you by virtue of your occupation, you know, which is just completely outrageous and yep. i think that people are like you know often we hear this thing of like oh you're a bunch of whinges and you want special treatment mm. but it's sort of you know yes we do Thank yeah. you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we just want
2: some sort of you know yeah. reasonable yeah well like you know basic
0: respect yeah.
1: like, <laughs> you know,
0: and uh you know human dignity yeah. and and uh, the basic yeah. rights that yeah. everyone just takes for granted yeah, exactly. but for us it's like yeah. because of our experiences or mm. experiences of people close mm. to us in our peers Mm. we're constantly having to assess situations Mm. to see whether Mm. it's worth engaging with you know or whether you know how we're going to navigate around Mm. it and you know and this you know and i guess that's why it's so important for us at Scarlet lights to frame this as work Mm. and to be able to you know um challenge those um all the different kind of stereotypes and legal Mm. frameworks repressive legal frameworks Mm. so that you know people can access Justice or can access redress in you know in in the same ways that people do take for granted. And
2: why why does it have to be the case that you know someone accessing a sex worker is a negative thing anyway? You know, right. like why, what's negative? You know, it's sex, and right. you know, sex is a good, nice thing. You know, when it's <laughs> uh, consenting adults, and you know, all right. the stuff. Like Absolutely. you know, it's almost like nobody actually goes to sex workers. They just sort of are these horrible people that sort of you know oh, are imposing yeah. themselves on society <laughs> yeah, or something. You know, there is a demand. <laughs> Out there, you know, yeah. it is a business. You know, it's I don't true. know. I've always thought these things are kind of a strange way of seeing. Yeah, no, it's seeing very the whole true because there are yeah. also
0: those really caricatures of who mm. clients are yeah. too. Yeah, well, and this is true. Like the
2: stickiness of stigma again, you you know, isn't it? Like, yeah,
1: you know, Nosferatu. Yeah. <laughs> <Varsity. laughs> so. had a, a webcam in here. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, so anyway, yeah. interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting it issue, is, and
0: it is. It's it's and it's great. You know, because we're really. Excited about getting this out um, so that people can understand the complexities of stigma and how it does actually impact on people's lives so will
2: there be like a report or papers published and those sorts of things is that yeah, where people oh, might be oh, able yeah. to see yeah. all of this right. down the line yeah yeah but a paper
1: like you know if at he... the <laughs> your comments on it <laughs> absolutely <just. laughs> so if
2: people listening are interested in the work yeah they'll be, yeah. They'll be, seeing be coming some, yeah yeah. But as,
0: yeah as you know like you know doing things time. right with community yeah. takes time yeah, yeah. you yeah. know absolutely. and so it is it is a process as well and it's it's great yeah that um you know that 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 we have been given that time to yeah. actually do this right as I well. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: Well, I think we're pretty much there. Yeah. Um, what's, is there anything sort of, you know, new on the horizon for Scarlet sort of coming up that um, – you want to mention what's what's the organisation up to in 2019?
0: More well, of the same. Uh, we just, PCB. We just uh, marched uh, in the Mardi Gras, <laughs> oh, yeah, which is right. really exciting Excellent. after a really long break. Yeah, um, okay, when, great. Um, you know, there was a, a whole turmoil where for a period sex workers weren't considered queer, and uh, right. so there was a, a bit of a battle with the right. Mardi Gras, okay. and now that's been smoothed over somewhat. And so okay. this is our first time uh, back. Time in. back. Since, uh, for a number of years, okay. actually, yeah, nice. so okay, it was so been doing that, yep. yeah, yeah. So that was great, yeah, and um, yeah. So we've, we've been you know working on law reform in many fronts. Yep. There's a lot okay. of great campaigns happening, okay. um, in the states and territories, and yep. there's been a lot of momentum towards decriminalisation. Okay, so there might be we might really see exciting. some law yeah. reform in Australia sometime soon. Or on the back yeah, of South Australia or South
1: Australia's, yeah,
0: it's uh, it's it's moving slowly, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's a constant feast, but um, it's. Uh, Movable mm-hmm. feast, yeah, yeah. but um, it is um, something. Uh, it's definitely feeling driven optimistic by sex workers yeah. on the ground, okay. but there's uh, we've been getting a, a growing support decriminalisation okay. and there's been a lot more research and evidence that supports that. WHO released a yep. technical brief That's true. so they've made the technical recommendation for decriminalisation so not coming from any moral standpoint yeah. you know oh, and then we've okay. had nice. uh, you know as a, from a health perspective that yeah. uh, decriminalisation is the best model yeah. and we've had Amnesty International weigh in and in terms of a human mm. rights perspective so yeah, been it's been sort of layering like, up and yeah, absolutely so and it, it's really him, you know um, adding to that. the voices of sex yeah. workers who've been calling for decriminalisation for decades, but that's definitely helped um, in NT, the Labor government. Um, have, have announced have been you know that they would implement Decrim in their okay. term of government which is really exciting great. Queensland um, have been have a great uh, Decrim Queensland okay. have been uh, making great strides okay. as well so, so it
2: really sounds like actually there is a little bit of momentum
0: absolutely kind of yeah kind of, kind and, of, and I think be that really nice to you know when you get it. more states kind of you know yeah. when it feels like that there's kind of you know yep. then people will be a bit more confident to exactly kind of move forward it just sort that. of take
2: me and you know makes it less scary doesn't it you know someone moves and then yeah. Someone else can move. I mean, politics is so often like that, isn't Excellent. it? And Absolutely. law reform and those yeah. kinds of
0: issues. And we're working yeah. on a, dec- uh, a, a uh, anti discrimination bill in New South Wales as well. All so, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And this is all happening with our member organisations sure. and sex workers on the ground okay. as well. It, so it's, yeah, okay. So sex exciting. workers
2: out there who might be listening, and want yeah. to get involved, they can contact
0: Scarlet, Scarlet Alliance through their Absolutely. website or yep. you know, so, so we got Twitter, our Twitter or anything. and Facebook. Yep. It's, okay, a, it's a sex worker only Facebook, but yep. our Twitter public as well you yep. can contact us our um offices in newtown Great. and uh yeah we'd urge any sex workers to get yep. in touch lovely awesome.
2: excellent it's well, been lovely so to have much. you Jules. Yeah. yeah really nice and uh good luck with it all in thank
0: 2019 so yeah
2: okay carla we'll sign out we'll sign out and we'll see everyone next time in the lounge wow. <laughs>
0: thank you so much <laughs>
2: For more information about this podcast, our guests, and upcoming episodes, head to http csrh.arts.unsw.edu.au.